Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're here today to talk about talk about Season 4, Episode 5, Method Not Allowed. Uh, I did a whole bunch of like reading and thinking and re-watching and stuff about this episode. I totally neglected to even consider the title of this episode. Did you? Oh, yeah. So I think... Um... So H so these are HTTP HTTP uh, mess error messages mm-hmm. and the the methods in this case are um, ways that clients can request or transmit information like uh, a lot of people if you've done any HTML work at all you might be familiar with the GET or POST mm-hmm. like GET is if you if you notice you search on something for Amazon there's like a question mark with a whole bunch of bullshit afterwards those are all. Uh, variables that have values and they're post they're 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 put on the the query string and I think that's a git whereas post is if you fill out a form um, that information's in the form is sent um, uh, in, in the HTTP request to the client or to the server so what a 405 error means is like the client is attempting to communicate in a way that the server does not accept yeah and I think that's just getting this is a long way to say that this episode's not accepting verbal communication uh, okay. That sure. they're not that that, that method sense. of communication is not being allowed. Yeah, uh, plenty of is, texting allowed. Just, plenty of glances. Sure, you can post all day. You just can't uh-huh. get. Uh, Makes a lot of sense. What do you think of this episode? It's amusing because even though I was looking for, because I did we mention this last week that I had heard a rumor that there was a stunt episode and a lot of people are speculating yeah. that it's going to be an all silent one or something like that. I was like spoiled. That. I didn't watch this until last night. Yeah. And so there were two days there, which spoiled me. Right. I knew that it was going to be a completely silent episode. But I remember being like 15 minutes in the episode before I'm like, uh, actually, the, the first time I noticed it is when um, Darlene was interacting with the guard. I'm like, this feels mm-hmm. kind of wooden. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, right. This is this is all. And I, I love it how the first line of di- the only, the first line of dialogue is we don't need to talk. And the last line of dialogue is Vera saying uh, I think I think it's time. We it, it's time we talked, uh, which is I. I think people are all over the place, um, at least in feedback about whether they thought this was fun or whether they thought this was too clever or whether they thought this is like drawing attention to mm-hmm. itself uh, and the art. Um, of course, take it away is. from the story. I mean, that's what Mr. Robot does, right? It draws attention to itself with its art. But I thought it worked really, really well, mm-hmm. and it might this this security guard might go into Hall of Fame for not for he's he's not too smart. And good at his job, and he's not too dumb. He's just like the appropriate amount of on the ball mm-hmm. a security guard can be. And, you know, a lot of the tension in the episode derives from uh, whether this guy's going to figure it out or or not. Um, yeah. A lot of elegant hacks, uh, some good stuff with Dom. Um, I love the Christmas music throughout. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was great. Um, I, someone said this, and I wasn't able to verify because I just didn't have time that like these musical cues correspond with the musical cues in Die Hard and the same kind of structurally places. Mm-hmm. I know the first, the Ode I, to I Joy is you, for but... sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, how Die Hard, I think that's what's playing when uh, he pulls into Nakatomi Plaza for the first time. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, it was, I thought that was like a Run DMC Christmas song. Uh, I couldn't tell you. It's been a while. Uh, but anyway, if that's true, that's even cooler because uh, the, the, the fact that... Uh, I, I I thought that was also amusing the fact that the, the guards are watching Die Hard. Yeah, I mean it's about a guy sneaking around in a building, 
uh, doing shit while this they've is a, got a guy sneaking around their building doing shit. Like this is a medium rise uh, heist uh-huh. instead of a high rise heist, but still, yeah, I, I thought that worked pretty well, and I thought the episode worked surprisingly well. Um, it's not as impressive, I think, as the Wonder last season. No, I don't think so um, because. You know that's just much more, much di- more difficult to pull off, and it doesn't yeah. take away from the show. It just adds if it's pulled off correctly. It just adds so much fucking tension, and um, you don't have to stretch as much. I-, I thought there was a lot of stretching to get to the no dialogue this episode. See, I, I think, think, I think like... it was a good idea. It worked. It worked in principle, but there were moments where I was like, "What the fuck?" Like uh, Dom's mom not saying a damn word before she was a fucking fountain of speech you couldn't get her to shut up and now suddenly she's staring at a tv screen the kids are in the living room saying nothing as they play i thought like, that i thought that worked actually well in context and i'll defend uh, yeah. it mm. but i thought that like the yeah. two parts that i thought were weird is darlene interacting with the guard and then also uh the police are not shouting at elliot to stop well that's the other like, is when the guard and when him is like face to face across that door that guard's not being like open a fucking door yeah. or and there are a million scenes like that they they had mm. to stretch to get this to work and i mm. i'm not i'm not saying it makes it bad because mm. i thoroughly enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. um but, but it's the, but they it's clearly the, stretched where they didn't have to do that with the one shot right episode. no it, it it compromises storytelling a little bit is it worth it to get the you know the su- smug satisfaction of pulling off an episode with just two intentional lines of dialogue mm-hmm. i mean that's just i say yes I, th- I thought it worked more than it didn't yeah it worked more than it didn't but on the other hand it's purely a stunt <laughs> also that, that yeah doesn't serve the narrative at all so it's true yeah I, I i guess i i'm um i'm on the i'm on the uh the page of like i guess it's cool that you did it but like it wasn't unnecessary i'm not super impressed and uh because i yeah. i I, I I thought about a lot because like one I love Bojack Horseman, but my absolute worst all time least favorite episode is the silent episode of Bojack Bojack hmm. um, because there's a show that's mostly about is crackling dialogue and it's just this like thought piece of Bojack visiting a fish world. So he's got to wear a helmet and he can't talk to anybody. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's it's a way for the writers to take the day off and just let the animators do their job. But yeah, and I kind of felt the same way. It's like eh. Not that that the, the you know the the dialogue is the best part of Mr. Robot, but mm. you know Mr. Robot's unable to talk to us. Elliot's not able to talk to us. Yeah, Nobody's Mr. Robot completely completely absent except for the van burning in the beginning. Yeah, and uh, thank God for texting. Yeah, uh, like you couldn't. I don't. I think it's absolutely you could not make this episode 15 years ago. Pagers, <laughs> you just have like. 16 characters yeah. scrolling across a page. Just pop. What were the codes? Because like, like they're, they're, you know, if you had codes like 911. Yeah, you'd have to have like notepads and it'd be it'd be bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the hard part about making an episode like this, in my mind, is finding believable ways for characters not to need to talk. And, 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 and not just to not need to talk, but talking would be out of place in that scenario. And there's a lot of places where, first of all, like Darlene and Elliot are uniquely viable as people that just would spend the whole day not talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has a little bit of emotional tension there too because we know that Darlene wants to talk. Yeah, She's been wanting to talk to her brother like all fucking season long, but especially in the last 24 hours and her uh, pulling up and saying, you know, pu- pulling him up from the burning murder wagon and saying, we don't need to talk is her showing love to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and saying and him returning it later in the episode. Too, yeah. She comes and picks him up for the second time, which is a, a nice, nice way to book in that too emotionally. So yeah, yeah. It, it works more than it doesn't. And this, uh, this show is kind of uniquely qualified to do something like this, but 
And let's not forget, this is in an episode with maybe the most epic hack of the entire series. I mean, aside from maybe the Steel of Mountain stuff. Oh, because uh, I say in the pre- but you're right uh, in the payload or the scope. Uh, yeah, this whole episode is one big hack. Well, aside from the 20 minutes of, of marathon that Elliot right, does. But, right. but yeah, the whole episode, it's it's the epic hack scene that I felt we have been missing in season four as we come to the conclusion. And it it makes me wonder, like, what do they have left in the gas tank? Uh, the hacking gas tank? There's got to be. Because, like, I, that's the other thing is, like, you know, five episodes in with eight more to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I am kind of this the feel the same way like this hat can't be the be all it, it literally can't steal all of white rose's money and or it can't be fatal to her congo plot or now what or know? where do we go for the next eight yeah weeks? yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i'm 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 really curious how how they're gonna how they're gonna structure and pull the off the rest of the season yeah i guess we'll find out uh quick quick uh before we get into the episode proper mm-hmm. um wellick no mm-hmm. body. No. No body. No, no confirmation of death. It's true. Still alive? We, we got that last episode. Still alive? <laughs> no. I mean, we didn't see it. Not Didn't so see it. Everyone's died in the show. Has da- died very spectacularly and bloodily. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wellick's going to be the, the the weirdo Wellick is going to be the lone exception. Could be. Could be. I'm, so, I'm clinging to my, my theory on that. Yeah. I think, I think I, just to be clear, I, th- I think you're right, too. It's just I noted grim amusement that literally i because i remember um people were like kind of in denial that joanna was dead and mm, then literally yeah. there's that scene in the morgue of like the medical examiner drilling into her skull and it's like no nah, she's dead and uh, then like it's every a fake body you, you get people getting <laughs> hacked to pieces and people getting their blur brains blown out and yeah. and wellick just stumbles towards a blue screen of death and yeah. and keels over a metaphor of death that's what i think happened all right uh, i gotta say also it's too bad they're naming with these with the like 400 status codes mm. uh the htp status codes because mm. runtime error would be a perfect episode title <laughs> man yeah uh, also um whoever is the stunt double of shit i just 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 Remy Malik. yes thank you the stunt double for remy malik or himself uh really earned their paycheck yeah holy shit there was a lot of tough physical stunts they had to do did you see the video of the person in new york trying to stop elliot like the the good samaritan jumping out in front of elliot because he saw the police chasing him oh no that was a real thing yeah holy shit did he like fault did he trip him succeed no no no. he just blocked him and what if someone just kind of like puts a foot out and like where's my hero of the city it's like no you actually filming it like yeah it was pretty funny busted up mr malik's face so what happens when you film in New York City? Yeah, it's gotta uh, be one tough. out of every million people there is a Good Samaritan. It's gotta be, <laughs> and that's all in a city of what, what twenty million? That's yeah. all you need. Okay, some housekeeping. As has been the case for a while now, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. One big headliner, Jim Sesley and I have launched an entirely new network dedicated to politics and lifestyle-related stuff. It's called Swizzbold, S-W-I-Z-Z-B-O-L-D. If you go to swizzbold.com, you can discover and preview our two flagship shows, Three Right Turns, a political podcast hosted by myself, and One Weird Trick, an advice show uh, podcast hosted by me and Cecily. If any of that sounds good, uh, head over to swizzbold.com and subscribe.
Over on the Bald Move side, The Watchman is a show that needs a podcast if ever there were one. And that's what we do on We Do The Watchman Podcast. Instant live takes and talk podcasts for club members on Sunday night with a full recap podcast. Uh, with a full analysis on Tuesdays. We also have Pickle Me This. It's an exciting time. Uh, We're wrapping up our season three uh, this week with two episodes releasing for uh, episode nine and 10 of season three because season four begins next week and we'll be ready for it. Uh, If you are excited about season four, please join us on Pickle Me This. American Horror Story Podcast Season 9, the 1984 podcast, comes out every Friday morning. Cecily and I are in a post-Halloween sprint to end the season. There's only two more episodes to go. Check that out on the American Horror Story Podcast. Cecily and Alexis begin their regular season coverage of His Dark Materials on Bald Move TV starting this week. Watch the first episode on HBO, then check out their weekly show on Bald Move TV. And on This Week in Bald Movies, we've got Dr. Sleep, which is the follow-up to Stephen King's The Shining. Uh, in the weeks to come, we've got Ford versus Ferrari, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, eventually in December, Star Wars Episode Nine. Check it out on Bald Movies. So that's what's going on here at baldmove.com. If any of that sounds interesting, head over to baldmove.com or search for the podcast name wherever you listen to podcasts to subscribe. Uh, okay, let's get into the recap here. We start off, it's Christmas Day. We we see Elliot and Mr. Robot burn the van, which leads Darlene to their location, and she picks them up. And we get the first line of the episode, which is, it's cool, dude, we don't have to talk. Um, there's this traffic cam that probably picked up Elliot, obviously. Uh, then we go over to... Wait, can we, can we stop? I got some things to say, believe it or not. You do? Okay, uh, this is not... There's not much here. Wellick's phone, 1225 uh-huh. Thursday... Uh, just want to point out for okay. the millionth time that this was actually in the real world of Friday. Uh-huh. So the one-off, the, the the one-off conspiracy continues. Um, still don't know what it means. Uh, I just noted it. Okay, Chris. I thought. I also I thought that the other thing is like, uh, do you think that? I, I thought it was even wordlessly the like kind of Darlene's like panic when she pulls up to the van because she thinks that's her her brother's burning inside mm-hmm. there, right? Probably. And then he just kind of like you know knocks and po- uh, uh, on the other side of the door. I, I thought that how that was all staged is really well, mm-hmm. well done. All right, we move on to Krista texting with her boyfriend about meeting her mother for the first time. Uh, he's pretty nervous, and she decides let's make it Christmas for two instead. And and they they seem to enjoy that plan. He's a big emoji guy too. Yeah, very big. I well, n- I, not as big as Janice. Can I ask you this? Because I don't understand. Uh, well, I don't know. Is yeah, he uses like five or six. Yeah, he like speaks in like full sentences. Chance just doing a thumbs up. What does the the two hands stretched out mean? Is that like a like a hallelujah? Is that like supposed to be clapping? What what is the two hands out emoji? I don't know. Is it like a praise? Yeah, okay. So it's like a hallelujah thing, or is it is it like a high five? Double high five. uh, Yeah, yeah, high ten. I doubt it. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in this scene, which I I don't know if this had been floating around or if people just discovered that this episode and put the pieces together or what, but apparently they're doing a 12 Days Christmas thing here uh, where every episode has an item from the 12 Days of Christmas that corresponds to the episode number. 
So in the first episode, there's the dinner scene with Dom and her mom and Janice, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a partridge in a pear tree picture behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode two has White Rose's Christmas tree decoration scene where two turtle doves can be seen mm. behind uh, in the background. Just like in Home Alone 2. Uh, yes, except they weren't hanging on the tree. They ah, were in the background. Shit. Uh, episode three had Varga stuffing three chickens full of drugs. Ah, so uh, what is that? For, for three the French hens? French hens, okay. yeah. Uh, episode four had in the wood scene the howl of death, as we called it, as Sam Esmail called it, uh-huh. was heard four times, which is four calling birds. Those uh, are birds? Eh, debatable. Ah, bullshit. Yeah, but in this scene, Krista... Oh! <laughs> That's that's that the bird? that's the death howl for this theory. Just then, you hear it, you hear it. It's stalking it relentlessly. It sounded like a parrot to me. It's got <laughs> a parrot doing a mean wolf impersonation. And in this episode, Krista, in this scene when she's texting, can be seen wearing five golden rings on her finger. When where's the maids of milking coming in? Very good. Question. Let alone the lords leaping. I mean. Jesus. And what are they going to do for the thirteenth episode? Are they just going to bring mean, them all back? That's that's every single one in one episode. That's the I don't know. I mean, we're already so we're we're already on Christmas Day, right? Mm-hmm. So it would be weird if they kept this up after we get past Christmas Day. Well, so apparently the twelve days of Christmas, uh, Christmas used to be this kind of communal feast that began on Christmas. Oh, that began and on Christmas? lasted. Well, they for did it wrong either days. way you look at it. Then. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Although, wait a second. Did this start on Christmas Eve, this season? No, the season didn't, but the main narrative, yeah, there's no way to make that work. Yeah. But uh, again, yeah, I heard that. I, I see what they're doing. It's this, this theory's on its last legs. Yeah. All right. We go back <laughs> to Elliot's apartment. He is dealing with previous night's activities, both physically and emotionally. And then he researches the hack on virtual realty. Uh, this episode or this season scene is weird. And a lot of people have pointed this out, and I have not found a satisfactory explanation for why Elliot's hands are so busted up in this scene and why he is so Didn't he touch well like after he damaged. got after he got shut uh I, I thought he touched I thought those the blood is from the hands uh But you of, can see all all the scenes before this Elliot's hands are fine. Uh-huh. It's it's absolutely true. I went I back and I looked at it. Blood. Uh, do you think they're busted up? No, they're they're scraped up and they're scraped up in the identical places where they show them at the end of the episode too. Huh. And I don't know if they're playing with time here and showing us like a glimpse after the fact hmm. and also before the fact, but that doesn't make sense cuz why would he be washing his hands mm-hmm. in this sink when Darlene comes out? I thought but he she's was... got the wig on and why would she have the wig on if it wasn't before the hack? I thought he's he's metaphorically um and and actually washing the blood off of his hands. Yeah, I mean he's clearly dealing with the death of Tyrell and the experience he's just had. But yeah. and I love how he's like kind of like up. starting to crumble. But like his 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 uh, uh, sister walks out of the bathroom and he like like instantly springs yeah. up because you know that's why why you know they got a good thing not talking going. Yeah, he's, uh, he's weeping in the corner. There's no way Darlene lets him get away with that for sure. And then Dom gets a text from Janice, who says she has to deal with the Dark Army's burnt-out van and gather as much intel as possible. Uh, also, Dom, goddamn cookie faker. Cookie she's faker. passing. She's passing those store-bought oh, yeah. cookies off uh, in her little shitty Tupperware containers as as Dom made. Yeah, why? Shame on you, Dom. Is there just that much pressure from her mom? I don't know. She's she's, she's got to have cookie and 
and gravy. I thought she had eaten two boxes of cookies. <laughs> I thought she was binge eating cookies yeah, when I first yeah, saw the yeah. scene. No, she's she's being a cookie faker. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. All right, we go over to Philip getting a text from Elliot that says Tyrell isn't coming to the Deus meeting tonight because he's dead. People, he's dead. Uh, the waiter arrives with a message saying someone is outside E Corp waiting for him. Uh, I knew something wasn't quite right when this very aggressive waiter slammed this bill on the table. I thought something something was gone bad, like his his cards had been canceled because he's no longer the E Corp CEO, <laughs> yeah. and now he's going to have to beg on the streets for money. Uh, none of that happened. He's looking wistfully at that family, though, thinking, uh-huh. boy, if he'd played some cards differently. Yeah, he's he's questioning his entire life in this episode because when he gets to that E-Corp well building, he, he looks at the building wistfully, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got nothing nothing but either either dark, eternal darkness or hell looking uh, staring you at the, that, down the barrel at you right now, old man. So It's true. Uh, or he, salvation through White Rose's machine. Oh, I wonder if we'll be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> Angela <laughs> no, the and, three. and Angela's mom and Elliot's uh, dad. Angela and Angela. So, because I was thinking, like, who are the three people that have died? Because you'd you'd have like, well, I mean, there's so many people that have died. Yeah. Um. Well, who'd be the three ghosts of? Who has of... he been most responsible for? Yeah. Yeah. I, think I was thinking yeah, like the, the white white whatever what, project. What was his neighbor's Carla? Shayla. Shayla. Yeah. I was thinking like, what if they're like notable deaths from the season? Like he had like you vote like the Christmas pass of Shayla. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and then Tyrell's the last one. So yeah, we finally Tyrell's know. the ghost of the future. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, 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 I guess Joanna would probably be the big death from season two. No, I mean, there's almost like all of F Society got liquidated in mm-hmm. that season. Mowgli. Yeah. Mobley. <laughs> Mobley, as you like to call him. Uh-huh. All right, we move on to the heist on virtual reality, or sorry, realty. Uh, it begins. Darlene distracts the security guard, which allows Elliot to get inside, and he... Goes over to the security room, creates an identity on the computer, which allows the guard to let her in. Thinks she thinks that she belongs there and makes her a card. She also did that sweet uh, make him touch the cell phone so she can get the print off of him. Also, yeah. I noticed that the name of the security company is uh, uh, Parmenides, who is uh, a Greek philosopher from 500 BC who mm-hmm. essentially founded the discipline of metaphysics and ontology which is the disciplines that strive to answer basic questions about being, existence, and the nature of reality. So, oh boy. Oh boy. Dude, uh, after last week, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> I went too deep on the freaking uh, Camus stuff last week, and I could not. It, it, whenever it starts to say, you know, if if it is... Air it is not mm-hmm. is is no, what saw, it is not, and I'm I, like, I, I started, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I started going down and because like I guess he's really known by his reputation, and there's like half of a poem he wrote. Yeah, uh, back when philosophy work. could be done with poetry, <laughs> right. and I, I started the same thing. And, and I'm when like, a philosopher was a guy who wrote a thing, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a guy who had enough uh, for the first time in human history had some n- enough leisure to just kind of think about things, right? You know, didn't have to worry about putting food on the table, didn't have to worry about shelter. You could just think. <laughs> Just think for a bit. What the yep. fuck? What, the, what do I? Am, am I real? How about these assholes walking around? Are they real too? Like, I kind of. Yeah, know. he has a whole thing on virtual reality. Should check it out. Does he? Oh yeah. Goes into simulation theory, mm. all kinds of stuff. Interesting. So it's a long poem. <laughs> well, uh, then that you should see the half it's missing. And of course, uh, Darlene's using Dolores Hayes as her alias here. Yeah. Which I, I feel like at some point you should probably switch it up. 
Yeah, well, like, plus just, all what these happens, hacks, this is our calling card at this point. Yeah, and I mean, like, Lolita's not the world's most obscure reference either. Mm-hmm. Like, when do you get someone that's like, uh, I mean, just from a an alias... Um, I, I doubt it would be like be something that's like Dolores Hayes, huh? Like you're not gonna be like that's a fake name, but you're certainly gonna fucking remember it, you will, and you're gonna yeah. remember the face that goes with it, mm-hmm. you know. So like, uh, like Michael Bolton, another yeah. terrible, terrible alias for someone to you know remember uh-huh. you. So I, I don't know. I I, I feel the same. Uh, the Sam, uh, what what's uh, Espel- Sepiel? Sepiel. Yeah. That's that's the way to go. That's you a good you see that name, you can barely pronounce it. You just keep moving on with your life. It's got a zero in it. Yeah. 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 Secure, secure hacking name there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to me that Sam Esmail has an opinion on whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think he's on the record saying that it most certainly is. Is he? Yeah. I think there someone okay. uh, uh, cited a, um, an interview with him where he said that, I think, huh. last year. Well, but I, I honestly have zero patience for people that doesn't consider it a Christmas movie. Like, yeah. literally, what part, I mean... It's not a heartwarming Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a Christmas movie about Santa Claus, but it has Christmas music. It takes place on Christmas. People watch it during Christmas. It begins uh, with a Christmas party. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Sorry. Sam knows what's up. Yeah. Uh, here's the other weird thing that I noticed about this building, which must mean this is a pretty fucking exclusive place, is that this gym requires a badge to get into, <laughs> a building badge. Right. I'm sure that exists, especially in New York, for some high-end gyms and stuff. Maybe this is a weird fucked up deal like us. Like, we 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 require, like, it's actually no joke a, a, an ordeal to get into our building. Yeah, but if we ran, like, a smoothie shop, that would well, be fucking... We're running fucking, a fucking podcast it would be fucking weird out of a fucking weird German Catholic orphanage school. But my point being, no one ever comes in here. True. If, if this was a, a business that people patronized... Uh-huh. On the regular, like you don't want everybody getting a, a badge point to the in New building. York. You just want people, you know, you don't want people like, yeah, thinking, wandering yeah. in and out of the thing, and you know, yeah, this is like or... the gym that fucking yeah, I got a bouncer. Uh, I don't know. Norm McDonald works out in. <laughs> it is. It's his favorite one. I, I was trying to think of the guy's name who runs SNL. Lorne Michaels. Michaels. Yes. Yeah, he works out here. Old Lorne Parmenides Michaels. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, okay, we go to the next phase of the hack. Elliot updates the firmware on the security systems, taking it out of commission for 40 minutes. And Darlene and Elliot head upstairs to the makerspace where they create a usable copy of the guard's fingerprint. Uh, how did you feel about the 3D printing scene? I mean... Do you think that this was was a reasonable thing that could happen in 40 minutes or less? Ooh. You know, I never considered it from a 3D printing because you're right. That, that 3D printing is slow as shit. It's a pretty small piece and this is not like time. this is not like somebody with MakerBot 3.0 hooked up their computer. This is like a manu, you know, like a maker studio, like set up expressly for this. So maybe it's it, it can do it on the double. Yeah, maybe they have pretty fast printers. Yeah, and I know it does take a while. It takes like a half an hour because once they get up to the server, yeah, room, they, they have, have six almost, minutes left. Yeah, it, they, they got hardly any time. So. Yeah, so I thought it was just believable. Actually, I, yeah. I thought everything they were doing here, with the exception of maybe the orientation of the print was was pretty spot on because i kept on thinking like what the fuck are they doing what the fuck and then they're like oh they're making a 3d printout and like oh it's actually just a mold and yeah for the silly yeah. putty that they're using his fingers uh-huh nice uh, plus i i watched the mythbusters do the same thing albeit like 10 years ago and maybe not this high security but they literally just took a piece of scotch tape 
uh and like sprinkled some graphite dust over it and that worked too so it's yeah. like maybe you don't have to do also I, <laughs> the only thing that kind of strained my credibility is that it's a little bit just so that they have a 3d maker studio in the building where they need to make a 3d thumbprint but on the other hand that's part of the hack right like they researched yeah. the building they saw what they had available and they came up with a custom hack based yeah, on I, so yeah that, that even then is like oh, i was starting to bitch about it watching it i'm like well this is fucking Elliot and Darlene. They're pretty good at this. They did their homework. Yeah, she if staked the building out. didn't have a 3D... That was her job, right? She staked it out. She scoped out the security. She did the research on it, so they, they yeah. know what they have there. And they do a great job with this hack. I'm, I like They do everything in this hack. They've got... I, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a 3D printing hack mm -hmm. um, in action before on television, mm -hmm. but they do that. They do social engineering they do creating user accounts and just straight up hacking into computer systems mm -hmm. they do badge creation like take everything that, you take can down think automated of. power systems power systems camera systems yeah. everything it's yeah. it's really involved and i loved it also i i think this firmware upgrade you're supposed to understand is completely bullshit it's just like a little program that he installs that takes cameras down yeah. and puts on a 40 minute timer but it's um, like it's passable. You look at it and you go, "Oh fuck, they're updated." Well, who? What but, idiot? But why forty minutes? Why not forty-five? Why not fifty? Why not an hour? Because I, I know that yeah. like because someone there's some people um, there's some people that saw the evidence that there's a clock on this as white rose being onto them or setting them up or entrapping them or something like that. I don't see any evidence of that. Seems like In a self-imposed clock. Right, um, but because then people are like, well, because because people raise the question, well, the reason there's a timer in here is because it adds tension. It has nothing to do with white rose, and the people are like, well, if you have a timer, why don't you set it for 24 hours? And I'm like, because like I think there's a tension there of like, what would a security guard see and be like, ah, oh, fuck, uh, it's a fucking firmware update. What are you gonna do? It's Christmas Day yeah. versus shit. This is gonna be down all day. I need to call somebody. Mm -hmm. And like 40 minutes is well within that time was is an hour more i don't i don't know but 40 it was a weird just kind of time to pick yeah i'm with you especially when this is if you think this is a self-imposed timer the other option here i suppose is that that's just how long it takes exactly 40 takes. minutes yeah yeah i don't it, know yeah i don't because that's the other thing is like i don't know about, uh, if, if i was a master uh, hacker like elliot i would be familiar with the idea that these timers like elapsed time to install are fucking bullshit yeah it's either going to be way under or way over there's it's it's never going to be just like right on 40 so that'd be the really funny thing if he's still got like five minutes left and the cameras come on yeah or like he's sweating bullets about to take the power out and the cameras are still off you know that but yeah because i thought it was just yeah he wrote a little program that has a 40 minute timer to just kind of looked the part yeah uh all right we go to philip showing up outside ecorp and he finds another message with the trombone player which is is about a dry cleaner, uh, which I thought he was gonna have to go to a dry cleaner to pick he up did. the next the next hint. But he yeah, did. I, I guess I guess he did. They just didn't but show he brought it. it home before he looked at it. That that's the other thing. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of that's that's what, a lot. What if of... the message said, "Stay here yes, for the next ten minutes"? Exactly. Wait <laughs> wait wait here for a Uber to pick you up or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had the same questions. Hmm. Does Philip seem like a guy who picks up his own dry cleaning though? You think the super... dry cleaning was already waiting for him at his house? I don't think this is his dry cleaning. I think this is all set up by White Rose. Somebody else's dry cleaning? Well, 
What do you think? Oh, they're gonna you be think pissed he, off. he gave some random black dude playing a trumpet on New on his his fucking dry cleaning ticket? No, are, this they, is are all, all these part people. Are all these, these people are part all of white, Deus? They're all white. Yeah, they're all white rose contacts, hmm. and they have the most elaborate uh, fucking calendar system in the world. You have to go to three different dead drops that are completely unconnected, and yeah. I did like the scene of him approaching the Big E, almost like prayerful or penitent. Like he, he mm-hmm. kind of felt like he's going to hit hit his knees and start confessing or some shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like this is his sanctum of power, and he's still the pawn of White Rose. And then we go out to the van site where Dom looks around and then just leaves. But as she's driving, she spots the traffic camera, and her sharp ears pick up a very notable ringtone the deputy's got. Mm, that's true. All about she that, does use that later. Megan Trainer so hot back in 2015, 15, 2015. Megan Trainer, yeah, right. Isn't that the all about the bass girl? Pretty sure. I don't know. Uh, okay, we My go girl over to pop knowledge superior to yours, Jim. That's that is one hundred percent true, <laughs> factual. Uh, Elliot and Darlene continue their hack. They gain access to virtual realty on the ninth floor, where they create a system administrator card for Darlene's alter ego. Uh, pretty straightforward stuff there. We're not to the interesting part yet. Uh, then at the local police station, Dom puts an officer's phone in the donut box to distract her and attaches a monitoring device to her computer, then walks to her car where she sends a message to Janice saying the DA should have access to the police network now and to look out for red light camera reports. Uh, also, she finds out that Deegan McGuire, who is this, I think, Irish... Um, Human trafficker human trafficker has been going around like getting people out of jail or so I, I don't know what he's been doing I think he's but, just like, out they released him yeah yeah now they released him I forget what he was doing before though there was some reason I thought they he was brought smuggling in. people in and out of countries okay which I think is the point like the reason Dom can't strike back is because she's afraid of her family I, is she gonna make a deal with this guy to kind of like get her mom out of the country or could be yeah because i was thinking like but i don't think that's enough because like when she was like kind of looking around all of her nieces and nephews and her mom presumably this big family they've got like are you going to human traffic them all to cambodia or some shit like mm-hmm. uh it, it's not like she's just got the one mom or and is she human is she is she smuggles herself out of the country then white roses paste her whole family so it's like yeah that it feels like that's where they're going somehow, like some kind of safe passage uh, guarantee thing. But I I don't see quite how it's all going to uh, fit together. That'd be ironic, given that she works for the FBI, mm-hmm. and the FBI probably has much better uh, methods of hiding oh, yeah. people and, and getting them out uh-huh. of danger. Mm-hmm. But like she wouldn't go to them. Well, Instead yeah, she would like, go to a criminal, that would be weird. Yeah, like the FBI can't protect you from White Rose, but this random yeah. Irish thug can. Yeah. What okay. kind of resources does this guy have? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm buying it. Uh-huh. Uh, Janice is weird. She stabs a dog. It's like, the, it's real, do- really stabs a dog. It's, it's that dog she got dumped on her mm-hmm. desk like a couple episodes ago. I mean, yeah, no, Janice is really weird. <laughs> okay. She's really no weird. Argument. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to defend her weirdness. Did we know that Dom's full name is Dominic? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was I wasn't sure if we knew that. I always just think of her as Dom. So uh then we go over to Krista shopping for the perfect holiday snack and settles on a bag of rolls and a pair of uh J and Bay stockings. Someone's watching her. Yeah, you're buying them on Christmas Day. I guess this is more of a next year thing. Or I guess it's I guess it's this for her last boyfriend. Minute. Yeah, it's just kind of like funny. Like look at her. Yeah, like, like we were gonna go to the parents' Christmas. house, yeah. but 
Fuck why, those, why did fuck she those do that? Folks. Why does she make it a Christmas for two? Uh, so it's the first time he's that, that's a high pressure. Mm-hmm. Like the first time you meet the parents is also Christmas fucking day. I, 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 I think it's shitty that she bails on her parents like last minute. Yeah. Uh, cause her parents probably getting old. I mean, more Christmases they got Krista. You got the rest of your life to fuck this dude in, on in front of the fireplace or whatever. Like your your parent, your your what if your mom dies tomorrow? What if she chokes on a chestnut tonight uh-huh. and you missed giving her her last Christmas? Come on. <laughs> also, <laughs> do you do people just handle baguettes of bread? They do. just just, just kind of grab just grab them barehanded. Bad and, people do. Like Bad sneeze people. on it and and feel yes. oh that's too crusty. Ow. Jesus Christ, Krista. Like if Vera, if Vera saw that, you wouldn't have made it out this episode alive. I think you're probably right. I think that Krista looked around her house, mm-hmm. saw that she hadn't done a damn thing in it for Christmas, right? And said, "What the fuck are we doing? Mm. Like we're we're not even a proper couple yet." And I'm trying to invite him over for this holiday meal with my family. Let's just have a Christmas together before we do all that shit. That's what I thought because she she looks around at her her dining room and there's. I don't. It's, I don't recall anything Christmassy in there. It's very sterile. It's like her whole house is just set to beige. Yeah, there's nothing Christmassy at all. Uh, Maybe also, a small Christmas tree in the entryway. Yeah, but yeah, Was it's, it's yeah, not even, very yeah. Christmassy looking. But yeah, when they look at the kitchen, it's just like not ready for any kind of festivities. Yeah. Uh, there's also this youngster in a red coat, kind of mad dogging her. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out it's going to be one of Vera's child soldiers. Turns out it's a New York rapper, local, local New York rapper. Is I that really their name? Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Yeah, if we wanted to, we could look it up. Or you, our faithful listener, could look it up for yourself. Uh, see, I only I'm only expert in girl pop. I don't know. <laughs> True, I know more about rap. I don't know about right. my my <laughs> New York rap, my East Coast rappers. I know I wonder, Beastie Boys, and I don't ooh, know this I wonder guy's if he'll do name. a collab with uh, Joey Badass. Yeah, there we go. Because since last Let's season, do, I've become. Oh fuck! I, we haven't had a good show based song since uh, Balky Bartokamus <laughs> did the Balky rap. We need a good Joey Badass and whoever this person is. Yeah, get Will Smith in there Mr. too. Mr. Robot rap. So he can do a he can do a Men in Black. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. sure. Men in Black hoodies. That's the band name. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Damn. But yeah, no. Since last last season, I've become like a legit Joey Badass fan. Nice. Makes good? good good music. Cool. Uh, so we're going into the bulk of the hack here. I'm not going to describe this entire hack because it would take a month. What I will say is that they go into the server room, uh, the guards get alerted to their presence, and they have a little cat and mouse in the server room while they're trying to hack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the timer ends, and Elliot's going to... Elliot hacks in there and turns the lights off mm-hmm. so the cameras can't see them, even after they come back on. Uh, unfortunately, on their way out, the cops show up, and they have to... Elliot has to basically sacrifice himself or potentially sacrifice himself to draw them off Darlene. I, I do find it highly unlikely that these aren't in, in, in addition to visible light infrared cameras. Yeah. Like in any kind of sane security installation to cut, they mm. would have just cut the like night vision mode and it would have been uh, uh, Elliot and Darlene with glowing eyes. Elliot's eyes yeah. especially, they're so huge. They look like twin sons of Tatooine. <laughs> Maybe the they would have blinded That's the camera. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, actually, it did them no good. It, it whited out the IR sensors, which just looked <laughs> like black. <laughs> uh, I actually like this this element of the hack. Uh-huh. Aside from the fact that yes, they probably would have IR sensors, but like uh-huh. this is a thing. I don't know how many people know this, but like HVAC control and like lights and and basically all the operation of a building, a facility, 
done from a remote location so over my a sister's network. job is she, she yeah. from from a little office in in indiana she controls like damn near like all the dick sporting goods all the targets all the coals like it's so weird to yeah. me it, uh, so what I, I think why people do this is because it's a cost normalization mm-hmm. method it's it's a way to say okay we're gonna have a exactly these costs for our power for our heating for our cooling it also over keeps these managers months. from doing things like it's cold in here turn up to 76 exactly and, you know, yeah like, like a franchisee going I, I want it to be 85 degrees in this place no mm-hmm. they want to keep a particular atmosphere for right. the the customers they mm-hmm. want to control their cost on energy Plus there's usually other bundles too like service and like you know if you go with this nationwide company instead of like trying to find a local hvac they've got contracts with the big ones and it's you get a deal on that yeah. and sometimes you get a deal on the utilities like yeah so, i thought it was cool fascinating i get to hear about it all the time <laughs> yeah and i bet most people don't know that mm. so it was, it yeah. was i feel like it's a good thing to explain and kind of cool that they used it in here sure uh what else do you want to talk about with this hack there, uh, there are so many things like i i think the hack itself is not super sophisticated like a sysadmin knowing that the police had to show up here knowing that the server room was compromised would easily go in and find this account mm-hmm. that they created which i think is the account they're planning on using later to access the servers Mm -hmm. Hmm. like wouldn't you just go in and say oh this account was created today fucking delete it well are they because i'm not that's my question is like what did they they gain they they inserted an account um sysadmin account but are we always going to understand that like did he do like a five nine deal like did he encrypt all that information too like with the the access it's possible they just took some information with them yeah Yeah. so they won't they won't need it but like the the security protocol should say if you have a breach like this mm-hmm. it's time to update everything yeah to, to restrict access heavily like this hack not only that having but got the, caught shouldn't work yeah because it's also like all this shit will be uh logged and audited and like you can just i mean maybe elliot uh, they didn't show that but maybe elliot could wipe the logs as well but like yeah if, if it'd be pretty trivial to see a new administrator account has been added in the hour that you think that the hack took place right but like i said i don't fully understand what they did here they did they did something to white roses cypress bank accounts which we're supposed to understand is a major major blow to her but like um like if it turns out that he's just uh encrypted it like he doesn't care about getting the money or doing anything with it he just wanted to make sure white rose doesn't have it then right. i don't care like that's that's i completely believe that they that, that that he could have pulled that off if like 24 hours from now him and darlene finally get it to a terminal and they're like oh now we can do that's that's yeah, yeah i i, I, mean, I there's a possibility all this that maybe that happens and it just doesn't fucking work maybe mm. this hack doesn't work right like the I mean, next episode status code is going to be stand, called standpoint. not acceptable yeah um which I could see being a number of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be not acceptable that Tyrell doesn't show up to this meeting. Uh, it could be not acceptable that the the credentials they give this server are not, not acceptable. acceptable. That Vera gets his mitts on his therapist. <laughs> sure, lots, uh, all lots of unacceptable. unacceptable things happening here. Uh, but yeah, they might they might do more with this hack than we think they did because they don't really show us the conclusion of it. They show us making they show them making an account, and then Darlene finishes up. And then they leave, and we don't really see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned this like in the beginning, but I also really liked how they wrote this guard. You know, this guy's chilled out on a Christmas, but and and he, but he's not stupid. But just like these things, just kind of keep, mm-hmm. huh? This is funny. This is funny. This is funny. Let's call yeah. the cops. A panel like it, open. A handle yeah. up. When it I, I did be. think it was uncharacteristically sloppy of Elliot to leave that panel open too. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if he did. 
Because a lot of people say he closed it. Then what the fuck happened? Did his one there, of his only egos one pop it back though. open? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because there's only one elevator. That also, would be the wouldn't case. flipping the? Uh, I would think that flipping the elevator to fire mode would probably trigger some sort of alarm too. Or at least the security yeah. up, up front would be notified. Yeah, yeah. Like what the hell? You know, probably a, a building this automated and sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, here's a weird thing. So sometime during this chase that's about to ensue. Oh, I also, if we're going to move on, I also want to shout out that staircase shot. Fuck yeah. Kudos to location scouts for finding that. And they had, they, there's, they had to have painted that custom, right? Just to the get orange. that effect. With the white striping. Like, it, oh, it's, yeah. plus it looks so fucking brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why anyone would paint a hallway like murder red, or like, like staircase like murder red either. <laughs> but it was really yeah. fucking cool. Uh, visually, I loved it. And it's it's something that somebody else pointed out uh, Esmail has done before. He actually did in Homecoming. Mm. Is it Homecoming? I don't know. I haven't only saw like the first three home episodes. Homefront? Homeworld? Home yeah. It's one homecoming. of those. Yeah, Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people have been writing and telling us what it is. Uh-huh. It's either Homeland, Homeworld, <laughs> Home Run, Home Base, or Homestar Runner. No, he did, sure he did a similar shot in Home Homestar Runner. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's .com. There is a chase during which, at some point, Elliot removes his gloves mm-hmm. for some unknown reason. Like, he starts off in his gloves. It cuts back over to Darlene, like, figuring out how she's going to get out of this building. And uh-huh. then when he comes back, he has no gloves. Hmm. Why would Elliot remove his gloves? Because he's done ha- wait, wait, At what point did this happen? So it's between when he runs out of the building and around the corner and up the street. Well, once you're at the building, you don't need your gloves anymore why not why not wait you think these were war- like the gloves he's wearing are like like it's latex cold out there they're like latex gloves they were like like crime oh, they weren't gloves. latex no the gloves he was wearing when he's no. doing the hack they were thicker than latex yeah huh. i thought they were just black latex like murder no gloves. they look like actual glove gloves okay well i don't know why you would remove your gloves but i don't does. know why you fucking just go outside in new york city on christmas day with a fucking hoodie on either like this guy yeah. doesn't sense cold apparently He's, wa- he's walking through the woods, like, you know, ankle deep in snow. Like, this, this guy just yeah. doesn't get cold. He doesn't process physical sensations the same way we do. Could be onto something. Uh, he's a clone. All right. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the chase. Uh, there's a chase all over New York. Uh, he goes through a skating rink. He goes off a couple of cliffs. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he, he liked that first embankment toss so much, <laughs> right. he decided to double down for the finale. Like, damn. He gets hit by a car. Yeah. Knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, I saw a couple theories that like that, that he switched personalities. I don't buy it. I Yeah, and I don't know... Why, why it matters right yeah I, I just think that just people are like it's, it's kind of like we were talking about last week about people not following the whole uh elliot and mr robot and how they can stand in different places but they're still like mm-hmm. one for I, I just feel like that some people are just trying to you know you're trying to really wiggle this puzzle box to and fro to, to get it to open and but yeah I, I, yeah I don't see any evidence of that i think he just concussed himself mm-hmm now, I don't know if that'll like if that, you know, will play out the rest of the season, like if he'll have like uh, you know, post concussion syndrome to kind of struggle with, or if that um, you know, blow to the head can like alter your personality. Is like is there gonna be a some fourth? Kind of, well oh, shit, there's a fourth. Right, maybe. Maybe. It's the security guard. He was never in any danger. Um the police I, chasing him are both alters. I, I, I did I, I really liked um 
I really liked his running across the ice rink. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, a la Home Alone, yeah. which you can't not see when you know their snowman's name and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the Home Alone references. Sure. Uh, there, there's a sign. So everybody loves Elliot running. Uh-huh. I love Elliot running. Uh-huh. The internet fucking loves Elliot running. He like runs Tom Cruise in tents, but without any facial expression whatsoever. Yeah, and he does it forever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cardio and takes a beating doing it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he's able to outrun these cops, which good for him. Sure, the only two cops in New York City. <laughs> yeah, they call in the the cavalry eventually. They but... eventually do. Yeah. Uh, there, there. I noticed in the background there was a sign for a reindeer trot 10k, which I thought was pretty funny. Well, there's he the, takes off. There was uh people. I don't know if they're joke or serious, but they're planning on like uh, recreating Elliot's dash, like do the black hood, the black hoodie marathon. Yeah, uh, a little 5k run through New York City. It's actually uh-huh. pretty. It's a. It's uh. I know that there was a lot of playing they did with the real life locations where it's like there was something like on 82nd Street that they mm-hmm. photoshopped to be 56th Street because, you know, they wanted him to run a long distance, but not like literally run the length of Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I wonder how doable that is. But yeah, that'd be that'd be a nice uh, Christmas Day fun run. Mm-hmm. If someone could I could see that becoming an annual thing. The running of the Elliot's. Yeah. The running of the hoodies. Definitely. Uh, what about Dar- Darlene for her matter? Her she just kind of uh, she kind of went ballsy. Just uh, mm-hmm. I, I got a wig on. I'm gonna subtract the, uh, the wig. I'm gonna sip on a bottle of water, and I'm gonna have like a sporty sweater on. Yeah, it's a good thing the Act like she's a gym rat. It's a good thing the uh, uh, the sharp perceptive guard was out talking to the cops because yeah. there's no way he forgets her. Yeah, Dolores Hayes, if if sweater hair color or no. She's a pretty distinctive person. Yeah, I'm a little surprised they let anybody just go without questioning of any kind. I mean, if you're coming from, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I believed it because it's, it's. They, they did set up the building to be ideal for this hack, and that it had this kind of mixed use civilian first yeah. floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seems like if there's a a crime committed, uh, a high profile kind of crime committed, that uh, to the extent that they're going to like, it's going to be reported on the news that yeah, you would. You'd question people, but I would at least like get the names of the people who are leaving so they yeah. can follow up later if they have questions. Yeah. Stuff like that. She's not even spoken to. Well, she can't be spoken to in this episode. That would require a different episode. Uh the cops stop the bus and pick back up the chase. Darlene goes out and gets this car. Uh with her stolen car, which is hilarious mm-hmm. to me that she walks out of the building she is hacking into a stolen car right in front of a whole squad of police. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, yeah, she goes and she tracks Elliot on the GPS again, and she ends up picking him up after a brutal fall uh, right over a bridge. And, and they hold hands on the gear shift, the old the old yeah. uh, gear shift hand holderoo. I mean, the whole chase scene feels absolutely ridiculous to me, but in a good way. Uh-huh. Like the kind of like I can't believe this is happening, but I'm so into it. I will say that now that we've recapped it, it feels like we've made half a dozen kind of like this doesn't really make sense. Exceptions shrug. Mm-hmm. Um, are they getting away with that because of the stunt nature of the episode? A little bit, yeah. Because I, I I'm trying to think of other hacks where it's been this kind of loosey goosey with uh, everything kind of lining up just so. And also just the the nature of the hack. It's the biggest. Right, probably the biggest hack we've this seen is on Mr. Supposed Robot. Supposed to be a death blow to the White Rose. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm inclined like we're getting so many cool things here that I'm inclined to let a little okay. bit of fudge slide. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I didn't ever think of it the first second time I watched it, but just sitting yeah. here, I'm like, man, we are we're doing a lot of apologia for uh the, for Mr. Robot's hack, their brilliant hack they did in this silent episode. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's uh you can you can let it slide. I, I love this hand holding scene because. I don't think either of them could have pulled this hack off by themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it takes both of them to get in the building. It takes both of them to keep the guards off them. It takes Elliot uh, kind of doing a sacrificial 10K mm -hmm. in order to get the cops off of Darlene. And even then he bought her a few, a few seconds more time by cutting the lights in the first place. Yeah, so this is like a big... Th this hand-holding moment is sort of a big apology from Elliot, right? Yeah. For being... The asshole who said i'm doing all this you can't do any of it and it comes from you know tyrell's speech last time and uh just they, they've done a really good job of painting a picture where elliot starts to realize what a dick he's been to his sister and how he actually needs her mm -hmm. and i thought it was nice yeah, so wonder twin powers activate yeah uh it'll be interesting to see if this fundamentally changes their relationship or if darlene will be murdered next episode mm -hmm. uh depending on how emotionally abusive uh, sam's feeling about his audience uh <laughs> yeah but uh i don't know that would be whew, whew, whew. boy if uh darlene got taken off the board before like elliot's able to get to a good place with her how, yeah. how much can one weirdo hacker take before you just snap maybe not that much that's a lot fourth personality here we come yeah between the smack on the head and, and Darlene's death next episode, then and Tyrell coming back. It's just to all... be clear, this is not a spoiler. I'm talking out my ass. Oh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying. All right, we go back to Philip, who gets his dry cleaning, which comes with another location. Wait, no, this is y yes, but it's the meeting. It's the meeting. It's not another place for him to go. It's another place for him to go. Bratanto for the meeting. It's Nine p.m. Yeah. Uh, uh, he texts Elliot and says the meeting's on, with or without Tyrell. So something that was noticed is when he first gets a text from Elliot, the, the text contact in his cell phone just says Elliot. When he get, receives it here, it says Elliot Alderson. So you got, mm. this is, he's got a second phone. Uh, oh, yeah. Does, does he so know, does, is he aware of the multiple personalities and he's got, he's, he's got uh, his contact? And he contact. has some way to detect it? Yeah, based oh, yeah. On... Sure. So he set up an, uh, there's a, there's a Google rule you can set up. Do Elliot's, Elliot's personalities each have their own cell phone. Uh, are they on the family plan? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> They're in the family plan. It's it's him, Mr. Robot, his uh, other personality, Darlene, and uh, Angela. And the Angela, guard. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Or maybe Flipper. Flipper's on the, the fifth one. Oh yeah. Is that why am I thinking five family plan? Is that like that's like a sprint thing? Probably. I, I imagine he's on Verizon. Hmm best coverage uh dom walks the family dog you know who doesn't have a family plan philip price that's probably true mm -hmm. he does have unlimited data that's what though. that's what he that said so he's looking so wistfully at that family's like look at the savings that they're getting <laughs> on their cell phone plan right god if i could only made it work with uh, yeah really really kicking himself there yep uh so dom walks the family dog she's super paranoid that she's being watched that because... dog is a chonker too that dog has yeah. not missed many fake fraudulent christmas mm, cookies a lot of scraps getting a lot of getting a lot of gravy in his bowl <laughs> i didn't notice that uh she's writing down license plates and then being super paranoid she returns to her parents house where she receives another text from janice telling her she needs to find elliot and darlene who janice labels as a couple troublemakers they sure are wasn't for these meddlesome kids white rose would have gotten away with it does she know 
who Ellie and Darlene are? Surely. Is White Rose that compartmentalized? I wouldn't think so. In, in uh, as much I as guess she's why the wouldn't Irving, like, this is like literally everyone in white the White Rose Army know or uh, the Dark Army, I guess. It's actually got a name. Uh is yeah, everyone I don't in the think Dark the Army know? player knows no? who Elliot and Darlene are, but hmm. or the waiter. But the people who might need to know if she knows level, she's not making any she she's not saying anything, and I think Janice is the type to make a snarky thing. It's like it's uh, your girlfriend and his and his yeah. and, and and her her brother, you know, something like that. So like, I don't think Janice knows, okay. and I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a, a vast worldwide shadowy organization not being a little bit compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. And then we go over to Krista taking her grocery haul back home, where Varga is waiting for her. Va- she, Vera. Varga, yeah, okay. Vera. Uh, she drops the groceries and he says it's time they talk. Um, and it's the last line. There's the first line of the episode and there's the last line of the episode. Yeah, in in, in all the the hoopla about Janice and what she knows, uh, this is very exciting. It's the mm-hmm. it's it's the arc of the plot bending Darlene, Elliot, and Dom together. We're gonna set the yeah. the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We got we got a Trinity going. This is what I said at the beginning of the season. I hope this happens because they might be the only team that can do damage to White Rose. Is this actually? we're actually going to see it happen next episode or is this just Sam saying I haven't forgotten because I, I you mean do we are we going to see them get together or are yeah. we going to see them like like I, I honestly I wouldn't expect them to get together any earlier than the last moments of the next episode yeah because it's going to take a while for Darlene or for Dom to kind of like put this together and mm-hmm. invest I mean I, I don't know what she's going to do too like does she see this uh, as her like way out or does she see this as like a potential ally or does she see this as like or, or like Darlene and Elliot gonna have to beg for their life or try to make you know the the case for them to work together or is Dom already kind of work this out in her head I'm I'm curious to see because I could see Dom just being like you know fuck this uh, I don't want to lose my family I'm gonna try to mm-hmm. do something with this Irish guy but we'll see yeah I don't know I mean I, I'm looking at the timeline here and I'm thinking the meeting is about to happen they clearly need whatever is going to go down to go down during the meeting. Mm-hmm. Elliot and Darlene and Dom don't have a lot of time to get together before they have to enact whatever plan Elliot and Darlene have. Plus, Ty, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week, but Tyrell missing from the meeting is going to fuck things oh, up, right? No, 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 no. Okay, so there's a line where Philip says, do you really think that they keep the same cell phone for more than five days? I bet he's got five days after the meeting to finish the hack. What does that have to do with anything? I'm sorry. Because I think what needs to happen here, what what Elliot's trying to do is get a hold of the the cell phone numbers and stuff for all the Deus contacts, uh-huh. for all the people in the Deus group. Yeah. And then as long as those cell phone numbers m- remain active, mm-hmm. they can use that for their hack on mm. Cypress National and and for for their hack on White Rose. Still, so I think there might be a longer clock than we think. Yeah, but like that, just like you said, opens up the like how incompetent are the virtual reality, which is essentially like this is clearly just a front for Dark Army. Like how, well, yeah, we know they're not incompetent. So it's true. Yeah, you might you they might should find right. them out, but to what end? I, I think White Rose would figure out what they're up to. You think Krista survives this? If she cooperates, yeah. Really? You think mm-hmm. Varys is going to let her go? Yeah. Eh, maybe he, he uses leverage over he, Elliot, too. He, he's definitely going to keep her on the board as long as he needs to get to Elliot. 
Because like, but but what does Elliot do? Can Elliot you yeah. know defeat Varga before Krista's killed? Yeah, might be a whole another trunk, trunk is stuffed yeah. in a trunk type situation. Could be. That's the end of the episode. There's a, a, a pint of chunky monkey rolls onto the street. <laughs> uh, speaking of chunky monkey, uh, actually, I don't. That's that's not a very smooth transition. We're going to talk oh, about God. feedback now. Uh, robot at baldmove.com is how you send it in, or you can get on the forums, forums.baldmove.com to talk with your fellow fans about your latest theory about what the chunky dog means. Mm-hmm. Does it have to do with the monkey? Ice cream? Is the dog chunky because of Chunky Monkey? Please write in about something else. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly B. I was listening to the Fresh Air with uh, on NPR with Terry Gross' interview with Sam Esmail earlier this week. Mm. At one point in the podcast, Esmail gets to telling Terry about how when he was a kid, he got teased so much for his name that he actually changed it to Sam as a child and started going by that. Terry Gross, point blank. <laughs> Is that intentional, Kelly? Because if so, good on you. Terry Gross point blank asked him, what's your real name? And he brushed it off saying he doesn't tell anyone his real name. So maybe that's something that ties uh, into Mr. Robot. Sam Sepiol, Elliot's third personality. What do you think? Sepiol, Sepiol, uh, Esmail, is that his name? Sepiol, Esmail? I mean, for a guy who... That's a terrible name. For a guy who... (laughs) Sepiol, Esmail? For a guy who doesn't want to tell anyone his real name, like that would be pretty ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. To like, use it in the show. Maybe it's uh, Deegan McGuire. Deegan McGuire? Yeah, he's actually very Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. That would be interesting if that... Uh, because I... There is a... I, I could see this being a little bit of a Gary Stu situation that, like, you know, Sam is kind of writing Elliot from some, somewhat at least his own point of view. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's already put himself into the narrative, like, literally... Maybe. We'll see, Kelly. Uh, Sherry, regarding why Dark Army's operatives aren't uploading the logs automatically instantaneously to the cloud, is it not unthinkable that in order to hide and prevent interference with the transmission that the upload or transmission would be intermittent? It would also be less conspicuous traffic and harder to determine which is the transmission to block. It also could be due to changing encryption keys on each intermittent transmission. I mean, it's entirely possible, maybe even plausible, Sherry. It's just like... What we're doing is engaging in fan fiction to explain the plot. And, I mean, there's some things you got to roll with. Like, they never right. show characters taking a shit and anything, but you always know that they're, mm-hmm. like, human beings that have to use the bathroom. So you can kind of deduct that. But... Austin Powers is the only one to get that right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the... Tom Arnold shit. Uh, plus, is the world's longest evacuation after you get out of the freezing process. Like, mm-hmm. it's uh, they, they definitely answered a question about whether Austin Powers uh, shits and pisses but I, uh, I yeah I don't I don't I don't know I, I just I guess I prefer on something like this that is kind of like a head scratcher and it isn't like common knowledge uh, that they were explicit about like why this worked hmm. um, I think that they thought that they uh, lampshaded it enough by just having Tyrell being like hey check to make sure this thing that would probably happen is not happening but no. I think it'd be ironic if they were not transmitting in order to avoid Elliot detecting their transmission. And then that enables Elliot to, you know, capture the data. You know, I do wonder sometimes because we know a lot of the hacks that they've done in seasons before have been essentially real high, high profile hacks that they've essentially, that they've they've filed the serial numbers off and just repurposed in their plot. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're out of those now, which is why these feel a little bit more nebulous. Yeah. 
Like, there's no fucking way this is based on any kind of real life hack. At least I didn't see any in the research I did. So, so maybe mm-hmm. they're they're being a little bit more inventive. Uh, Brit, or I'm sorry, Nicole K. Rather. I wanted to comment on what I felt was a lack of promotion for this season of Mr. Robot. I just got caught up in the last week because I didn't realize it had started up again. I only found out because I noticed your podcast had new episodes, and I was like, holy shit, it's back. Hmm. Wondering if this could explain the drop-off in viewers. Anyway, loving this season. Really enjoying the recap with you guys. I don't know. Um, I will say that from USA's perspective, they're already getting the attention of the Emmys, and it's the final season, so there's very little incentive for them to promote the shit out of it because the ad buys are going to be what the ad buys are. It's not like, you know, so I, I don't know what incentive they have to like spend a lot of money over something that's clearly a losing, like this is a loss leader for them. This is, yeah. this is the grocery store selling toilet paper for 50 cents. So you go and buy, uh, you know, 12 packs of Coke and they make the money on you that way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this is USA to, uh, literally buying clout with a, Emmy award-winning and nominated series, so I, it, it's 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 hard to square that. And also, like I very rarely watch commercials nowadays. Like ever since I've kind of uh, given up football, that was pr- almost the only live television I was watching. Mm-hmm. So like almost everything, n- n- not much in TV catches me by surprise or movies because it's kind of our job to keep up on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like finding out about new series and shit, I usually find out about that stuff when like it hits my Netflix fr- Netflix front page or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. So or people on the forums talk about a yeah. trailer that came out or something. Yeah, yeah, people usually are pretty good about letting us know something's coming up because it's like, are you going to cover it? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but a good theory. Brent from San Diego, nice Halloween week touch for the Easter egg of uh, Murnau's dry cleaning, Murnau's dry cleaning. Director of maybe the greatest Dracula adaptation, F.W. Murnau, uh, and he's referring to Nosferatu here. Whoa. Uh, okay. So yeah, you're. I don't uh, shit. You should. You could probably get some points on Reddit on that one. Uh, some real <laughs> internet points. You can cash in on the Karma Bank because I haven't seen that anywhere. Hmm. Uh, the 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 Tim Burton Christmas Halloween adapt- adaptation continues. Seb has a couple of observations for us. I love the baby buggy full of cans speed reference when Elliot knocks it over as he's trying to escape the cops. I didn't even catch that. That was pretty good. Uh, nice of them to be playing a Josh Groban song at the ice rink as Elliot is his biggest fan, as we learned last season. Um, I, so I'm not fully familiar with all the Josh Groban Easter eggs, but uh, the what I understand is that Angela's ex-boyfriend was a big Josh Groban fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind yeah, of the an, douchey an, one from all Saints. Yeah, and that that was I like, commented on. And then in season two, when they're broke up, Elliot goes to call on her, and she's wearing one of his shirts. That it's 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 a it's a Josh Groban shirt. Mm. Uh, and I think he did a he he a Josh Groban album is one of his fake albums that he burns when he's done with a hack. And then now we've got Josh Josh Groban showing up uh, uh, in the ice rink scene. Mm. So the the quadrilogy is complete. Uh, love the energy the episode injected through the season. That orange st- uh, staircase shot was amazing. I felt like a good follow up to the previous heist episodes. Very weird to have zero Christian Slater though. He is like in like three seconds of this episode. Yeah, the very beginning. Very beginning the where they're burning the van. But uh-huh. yeah, uh, it, it, that that is that is odd. Uh, hopefully, Dom Senior to the end means we're finally going to get that team up that you two have talked about with her and the little uh, what little of F Society remains. Hope so. From your mouth to Sam Esmail's ears. Also, have you two ever seen an episode descriptions? The episode descriptions that are on Amazon. <laughs> yes. I really hate whoever writes them with a passion. Uh, I love them. I think it's funny. It is, and you don't want spoilers in your 
your descriptions anyway. So right. what they do is really good. Like this week, so this this week's was, uh, and it's all written in like internet leak speak. There's no mm-hmm. capitalization, very little proper punctuation, but it's no Xmas lols for Dom. Dareliot, which mm-hmm. I like that. Dareliot gives a, a runaround. Krista plays hooky. Quiet, please. The show is on. I, I think they're great. I think yeah. they're fun. They're not as the, the greatest episode descriptions of all time are on Mad Men. Uh, oh, because they're so completely vague. Yeah, you hardly even know who's in like, the episode. Yeah, it'd be like Don pours a drink. Peggy <laughs> opens a briefcase. Uh huh. Like it's shit like that. And and the next time ons are even better. Yeah. Um, but this is this is giving him a run for the money. Uh, Rick and Morty's got some fun episode descriptions too. They're all like super broy huh. college. Like yo, dog. Uh, Rick's really really fucking uh pooches it in this one. Or like, I, I like watch it. on Blu-ray, so I I haven't seen those. Mm. I'll check them out. I like I like I like when they have a little fun. As mm-hmm. someone to write show descriptions professionally, I like when I see other people having fun with them. Ryan C, one quick theory I wanted to send to you, found via Reddit, uh, via user uh, Bastardless Sword. Um, so the theory is that season one and four are very similar structurally. Um, let's do. Do, do you want to like uh, kind of go over this theory? Are you familiar sure. with it at all? Uh, yeah, I, t- I took a couple of glances at at the similarities okay so so peep this they're saying and this makes sense because this season was kind of uh pitched as an undo like a reset Mm -hmm. so like it it, following the same track as the original five uh nine hack is kind of cool and then their motifs you know hello friend and goodbye friend like they're they're bookending this thing uh episode one similarities in season one elliot's owned by tyrell he's quote-unquote captured and it seems like things are going bad but tyrell ends up offering him a job at e-corp in season four, Elliot is owned by Price. He's captured and it seems that he's going to die, but he's saved at the last moment because Price wants to offer him an alliance. Uh, season one also starts with Hello Friend, said by Elliot, and season four ends, season four, episode one ends with Goodbye Friend, said by Sam Asmail himself. In both episodes, Elliot hacks a pedo and destroys his life. Also interesting how in both instances, Elliot interacts with the victim in person. All right, I buy mm-hmm. it. Episode two similarities. Both episodes start with Elliot interacting with Tyrell and Price, respectively. In season one, Elliot talks about his father and how he died. In season four, Elliot has to deal with his mother's death. Uh, also, first mention of Vera in both seasons. Hmm. Season three, or season, uh, sorry, episode two, three. Episode three similarities. In season one, Elliot builds up a relationship with Shayla and they go out on a date. In season four, Elliot meets Olivia and they go out on a date. Season one intro is about Tyrell's desire to become CEO, and the season four intro is about the past and motivations of White Rose. In season one, Tyrell doesn't get the CTO position of E Corp and goes mad because of it. In season four, Tyrell gets the CEO position and doesn't seem to care. Uh, both episodes, Darlene and Tyrell broke into Elliot's apartment, respectively. I think these are the only two instances where someone broke into his apartment. Um, also, the episode where White Rose finds out that he's. It goes crazy because he is going to be CEO. Is that true? No, well, knows that Philip won't be. I think I think that's the same episode. I don't know. Uh, episode four similarities. This is the weird episode in both seasons. In season one, Elliot has to deal with quitting morphine, and he dreams all that weird dream shit. In season four, well, the episode is weird. You just have to admit it. Mm-hmm. I'll admit that. Yeah. Uh, episode five similarities in season one. This episode is the one where Elliot infiltrates Steel Mountain. In season four, Elliot and Darlene infiltrate Virtual Realty. In season one, Vera calls Elliot at the end of the episode and tells him that he knows Elliot is the one who gave him the anonymous tip. In season four, Vera appears at the end of the episode and speaks to Krista. Both episodes set up Vera's importance uh, in the next episode. Now, 
that we know that there is a pattern being followed, or at least uh, to the extent that like uh, the, the 12 days of Christmas are being followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, uh, this bastardless sword looks ahead at the weeks to come. In episode six of season one, um, he predicts that the episodes are going to be Vera focused. In season one, Vera kidnaps Shayla and forced Elliot to release him from prison. It seems that the episode in season four will be about Vera kidnapping Krista and forcing Elliot to do something for him. Mm. Uh, also, Price may receive bad news from White Rose. Seems likely, since he set up this meeting to hand off and then his boy's not going to show up. Yeah. Uh, season 7, or Episode 7 theories, this episode mainly is focused on characters other than Elliot. Elliot has to deal with someone's death, perhaps Angela, Tyrell, Krista, or all of them. We may see glimpses of Elliot's third personality, represented by violent behavior, based on a scene where Mr. Robot threatens Romero. Uh, if Price and Tyrell are linked, we may see Price murder someone, maybe White Rose's assistant, based on the scene where Tyrell kills his boss's wife. If Tyrell, if Chris is still alive, we may see her as a more loyal character towards Elliot in the ending of the episode. Uh, episode eight, Elliot meets White Rose, so that might be a big meeting. Uh, some parts, Showdown. some parts of the big plot twist starts to be revealed. Perhaps uh, uh, he says speculates on Tyrell's faith, based on the scene where Elliot finds out that Darlene is his sister. See, maybe here's they where they start to reveal some of White Rose's plan. Yeah, here, here's where it gets sketchier and sketchier the longer you get yeah. because, like, how the hell, you know, they, like this. I think this is going to be better predictive looking backwards than forwards, but there's still mm-hmm. some. Plus, you know, we only had see, like up to episode 10, so the final three are like anyone's, they're wild cards. Episode nine, big plot twists finally get revealed. From now on, the show won't have any more secrets, only the expectations of a big ending. The episode ends with either Tyrell or Price or maybe even White Rose herself on Elliot's side right before the big hack of Miracle. Episode 10 theories. Uh, in season one, there's a three-day gap. Elliot loses any memory of what happened. One possibility is we may see what happened in those three days, and episode 10 will be split into three to four episodes. Ooh. I like going back and finding out hmm. what happened in those missing three days. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. That would be fucking cool. And it's something they've conspicuously not been showing us. Yeah. Um, this is the episode where the executive of E Corp shoots himself in the head. Maybe we'll see something important in E Corp do the same thing. Uh, in season, he predicts also that we'll see Trump shoot himself. That Trump's not even president in this timeline. In season one, Elliot decides to surrender, maybe because he thinks he's failed and he goes to prison voluntarily. In season four, maybe this will be his inflection point where Elliot will choose to keep fighting instead. In season one, at the end of the episode, White Rose and Price are at a party with the elite. Maybe we'll finally see the Deus group united in this episode. Um, and then, yeah, episode one through or 11 through 13, who knows? But interesting stuff. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Five more episodes is a long time to wait for a Deus meeting that's supposed to happen today. True. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean,. Yeah, but it, who knows? This is all speculation. I just watched a series of American Horror Story that one single night lasted five episodes. Yeah? You can do some crazy thing and time dilation when, mm. you're, when you're making television. Uh, but yeah, thanks thanks for sending that in, Ryan. That's interesting. Uh, Chad E. I know I might be the minority here since Reddit is going crazy over the No Dialogue episode, but I didn't enjoy it that much. It seems very gimmicky or trying to be too clever. Few other shows uh, I can think of have done this before, such as BoJack Horseman's uh, season three, episode four, uh, Fish Out of Water. And once you've seen it done, it's not as impactful when someone else does it. Is that true? I mean, because I think that I'll never get sick of seeing really good oneers. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like before, Esmail did this whole episode mm-hmm. as a oneer. I don't know that it had been done. 
like yeah scenes had been done like oh they shot this entire 10 minute 15 minute scene as a one or or hell i guess he already did a live there, episode wasn't, wasn't there like uh the fucking Birdman movie or whatever yeah that did basically the whole movie as a one i think so but with a lot of you know fancy tricks yeah, to, yeah it wasn't literally a one but yeah uh, and then it's always sunny did one uh-huh. um yeah maybe it's not as original as i thought but but it's still there's still and i i there uh, i saw a trailer for a german film that's like two hours long and it is literally a one shot uh-huh. like it there's no breaks at all there's no it's like a low budget indie kind of film so i don't know it's it's, it's a it's a way for a director and a, a showrunner to deflect yeah, and if you can do interesting things during that one, or because like it's easy to do a one, or you just point a camera at somebody and have them give a monologue for two hours, right? Like, but but when they do it, especially in the ten, in in like some kind of action based scene, yeah. it just really amps up the the tension. Like you don't even you don't even notice it just how relentless the pacing is because there's yep. just no cuts and everything is you're locked into the action. Um, but I yeah I can see I can see your point there, Chad. Um, he felt like there was too many scenes where it felt unnatural for someone not to say something. It felt like it was relying on text messaging Agreed. for some communication. I'm okay uh, with that. It's also a bit of a cheat. Yeah, I'm fine with the text messaging because people do it all the fucking time. Sure. It's just, that's part of our everyday life. But like, I'm, I'm with you. There were moments where I go, they should definitely be talking in this scene. And they're only not talking because this is the no talking episode. Uh, but even that said, Chad pro- gives him props for it being a fun episode with a phenomenal chase sequence, mm-hmm. and uh, also he likes the two lines of dialogue they bookended the episode with, which, I, you know, it's cl- it's cute and clever the way they did that. Yeah, James, when you see Mr. Robot Team make an episode like 405 where it begins with, it's cool, we don't have to talk, and there's basically no spoken dialogue until Vera ends it with, we have to talk, how does that make you feel about the rest of the season? Does it make you more confident that it will pay off in an interesting, organic way? Because making the show, the people making the show are so skilled, or does it make you less confident the show will pay off in a satisfying way because they seem like they are focused on the art of the episodes rather than the story itself? Yeah, I think they've done both in this series. I mean, like, I think season two, the balance is way over to artsy and, Mm -hmm. you know, self satisfaction and away from storytelling. But that's the only season that I can think really having that impression of. Yeah, I I think they do both really well um granted i don't like when they lean too far in the artsy direction but it's it's fine like make it as arty as fuck but it's got to serve the story it can't be distracting yeah and this was both they had something they needed to do something where they pretty much needed to remain silent and stealthy the entire time Mm -hmm. i'm fine with the way they handled this and it does not give me less confidence that they can resolve the plot satisfactorily Shaka B says, overarching serious question for you. As we get closer to the end, do you find it less and less likely there will be some crazy, mind-blowing parallel universe or time travel reveal? I feel like I've been promised something in between the lines. If there's the whole Back to the Future tease and it's just a tease, should we be demanding our Bitcoins back? Uh, I mean, I still think there's room for there to be some kind of science fiction-y stuff here. I know Sam Esmail has kind of disavowed that, but that's what you'd have to do if you're a showrunner and you're trying to protect the the, the, the ending of the show. But I also... I th- Okay. If they, he does what he wants to do and he pulls off... Because he's also promised that there's some kind of like in-brewing since the beginning mind-blowing plot reveal that will instantly make sense in retrospect but has been completely hidden in submarine until now mm-hmm. i think if you pull that off you don't need a delorean 
But if that fizzles, you might need a DeLorean. And if there's no DeLorean that comes showing that, that, that comes roaring up, I could see some people being disappointed. I mean, for me, it's all about I need someone to believe that there is a DeLorean, mm. whether or not there is one. Um, yeah. That person has to be White Rose. Like if if I think something in White Rose's plan has to be fucking epic, mm -hmm. whether it works, whether it doesn't, doesn't matter whether it's real or fake. Uh, whether she is delusional or on something huge, it has to be huge. Uh, that's the only way they're not going to satisfy me is if they don't have White Rose believing something big. I can get behind that. Matt K with the final episode, or sorry, final feedback of the week. Last week's episode 404 wasn't quite my cup of tea, but 405 absolutely was what I was looking for. Do you think that Vera is simply this season in the season as a wild card to be used when Elliot's presumably at the end of his rope later on? It seems like Elliot's on the path to succeed, but obviously White Rose will have roadblocks along the way, and Varys seems like a tool for the writers as an unexpected trump card against White Rose, even though he's built up to be another antagonist. I, I think this is a bingo right here. Uh, it's the one thing that... It's the one bit of chaos that, that White Rose can't account for. This mm -hmm. guy that just like comes boomeranging in from earlier seasons... And maybe he just whacks to Dark Army soldiers or they get in a gun battle and lets uh, Elliot get away. That might be the edge he needs. Yeah. And it's not something. Also, there's a. There's something significant about his third personality hearing this information and keeping it to himself, too, I think. Um, that will probably plug into the plot, but yeah, I, I, I think you're on the right track. Uh, you, you feel the same there, Jim, or. Yeah. I mean, they, they reintroduced him for a reason and I don't think it's just to fill time. Well, they need to have five more episodes, uh, <laughs> or wait, well, they got 13 episodes instead of 10. Uh, one thing I haven't heard you mention is this season supposed to be 13 episodes. There's still a surprising long, long way to go, and they can end the series on the 22nd of December with a double episode or the 29th for a New Year's Eve episode. Uh, did Was it this or The Mandalorian that we found out was actually going to take the week of Christmas off? Is it Mandalorian? I remember we were looking in, because that's something, honestly, we're worried about. Like, I don't want to come in on Christmas Day and record a Mr. Robot podcast. I hope you guys understand yeah. that. Uh, I think that would that that would be really a bummer for for me. I don't want to be Elliot running through downtown Cincinnati trying to get an MP3 encoded and, and uploaded to the virtual realty servers before Santa Claus comes down the chimney. You know. Yeah. Uh, the the way I understand it, there are only twelve episodes this season. Really, I heard thirteen too. And the final one is going to air on the twenty second hmm. of December, but. I but could still be wrong makes about us that. have a, a podcast due on Christmas Day out. Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll have to figure. We'll, we'll have to figure that out and see because uh, we will probably delay the release of the podcast uh, in that case. If mm. it's because no, I mean, statistically, there's not a lot of people listening to podcasts on Christmas Day. I know they exist. Um, maybe some people just that they need podcasts to get through Christmas Day, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, highly unlikely that we'll be producing one on that or Christmas Eve, and I, there's no way I'm going to do a finale episode in less less than 24 hour turnaround. So we'll see. Well, there might be some like digital coal in people's digital stockings. How about the day before Thanksgiving? Day before Thanksgiving, doing one then? Yeah, I mean, the day, it's like Thanksgiving is a four day weekend, man. Like mm -hmm. you, we're going to turn into a five day weekend. No, I'm with you. Okay, so yeah, we won't we won't puss out on on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. but uh, Christmas probably. 
All right. Somehow, I thought, I was tell, telling Jim before we sat down, this is going to be like the world's first 30-minute podcast on an hour-long drama, and we still went an hour and 20-plus on it. Mm-hmm. How? We, we, we talked an infinite amount of times, t- time longer than the episode itself did. Yeah, that's fine. We can't keep getting away with this, Jim. <laughs> I think uh, we can someone stop us robot at baldmove.com you can also get on the forums to express your concern with our mental health uh, at forums.baldmove.com uh, thanks everybody for listening we will see you back for next week's episode uh, 406 HTTP air number 406 uh, oh wait not, no it's not accepted n- yeah or, or something I've got it right here not acceptable not acceptable uh, we'll see you then until then I'm Aaron I'm Jim later later